Welcome to the James Exchange. Monday Matters, July 19, 2021. I am your host, Nancy Gill. Today's episode revolves around the former Hoy Sun factory at 800 Bird Street. The building itself is not a part of action that has been taken or will be discussed this evening. However, the future of the plant structure was a significant part of discussion by planning commissioners and town council members at their June 21, 2021 joint meeting in which several public hearings were held. The public hearing on zoning map amendments would rezone tax map number 130-43D owned by Upper Bird Street LLC from industrial to village residential. For historical perspective, on July 5, 2011, Lower Bird Street LLC purchased the 61.19 acre property at 800 Bird Street for $600,000 from Hoysen America Incorporated. On August 16, 2011, Upper Bird Street LLC purchased 19.87 acres from Lower Bird Street LLC for $300,000. The motion to rezone the 19.87 acre tract during the Planning Commission public hearing garnered a vote of 3 to 1 to recommend to Town Council to deny the rezoning application. Town Council's vote on the rezoning was 4 to 3, with Mayor Smith breaking the vote in favor of the rezoning. The second public hearing regarding Lower Bird Street LLC was on tax map number 130-43 to change the zoning on a 14-acre portion of the 41.31-acre property from industrial to public. After the public hearing and lengthy discussion by town council, they decided to table the vote until the public session on Monday, July 19, 2021. The following is the discussion Town Council held on June 21st, 2021. Now, let's go on to the next item, which is the 14 acres of wetland. You heard all the uh, public hearing, but I'm going to open a new public hearing on this one and see if uh, Ms. Table has anything she wants to share at this point. Uh, if you can make it brief so we can get out of here. We had a lot of good information at the Planning Commission public hearing, but we will certainly give her an opportunity to speak again since it's a public hearing. We did. Um, in answer to uh, uh, Councilor Galici's question, um, I would think that the town could ask for baseline documentation, which is one of the, uh, uh, in the, in the draft, uh, the template for the VOF easements, they usually do call for a baseline documentation. Uh, you could go ahead and do the rezoning for public parks, but hold up the, the, the grant, I would think, if you if you make those, or, no, make, make that a requirement of the rezoning that there's going to be a baseline documentation that may be possible to do. Um, again, you know, if you had a, if you had a PUD, you could probably have gotten that land through negotiation. I would just remind you that uh, the town will not own the land. The landowner still owns the land under, under easement. We can always build wetlands. I mean, in wetlands, uh, we can build boardwalks. Uh, 
I was I was privy to be part of planning the 1200 acre park in Fairfax. So when we first walked the land with Senator Byrd, we would walk the land. Now, 20 years later, it's it is total wetlands with this gorgeous boardwalk that goes for a mile and uh, and probably has 20,000 visitors a year. So it is possible to carefully build in, in wetlands and you build something that can stand withstand flooding on those Huntley Meadows. I love it. Right. Matt knows it. I'm talking about Huntley Meadows. I can all go up there sometime and well, see this park. So. Once again, we'll thank Ms. Cable for her knowledge and expertise and taking the time to share it with both the Planning Commission and Town Council. Is there any other members of the public who wish to speak for this matter? Hearing none, the public hearing is closed. I will now ask we're going to do it the right way for a motion, a second, and then discussion, and then a vote. Motion, please, whether to approve or deny this request. As you heard earlier, the Planning Commission voted to deny the change. Um, I will move that uh, the town council approve the application to rezone a 14 acre portion as defined by the town contract with the Virginia Outdoor Foundation of the par parcel identified by PAC tax map number 130-43 from industrial to public um, with the proviso that um, we do some basic testing to understand um, what the environment, what the, if there has been any, uh, uh, pollution in that parcel. I'm sorry, Mr. Munson. I think we need a little more clarity on that motion. Are we asking, um, we had discussion earlier about including that in the VOF contract? Or... Yes, I think that, yes, I wanted to include that in the VOF contract. Well, yeah. Matt, sorry, mm -hmm. you looked like you were going to say something there, Matt. Yes, I, I, don't, I don't know how to put a condition on the map amendment. Yeah, that's what I was getting at. The, the map is something that's all controlled, so the map change is effective when you pass it. I think if you if you want to delay something taking effect, negotiating the easement would be the way to go. And either do the map amendment now or do the map amendment later. That's the question. But the easement is not in place until you finalize that deal. And if you if you want to put conditions on that deal. I think negotiating an easement is more effective than putting conditions on themselves as regards time. I is it worth maybe cautioning against if, if there is something that could make the deal fall through and the rezoning is contingent on the deal? Should we caution against the rezoning before approaching renegotiation? Mm -hmm. um, council can amend the zoning map whenever it likes. Um, the Easement is contingent on the zoning, not the other way. Right. Table this. Right. Absence any motion, the map stays the same. This is the motion for the zoning, though. That's what Stuart just asked, right? Yes. And I'm sorry to interrupt. Four is yours. Apologies. Yeah, it's just the the zoning map motion motion here to change the zoning map could not really be made contingent on anything else. It either has to happen or does not. I think Stuart, maybe go back and if, if you want to adjust to make it that way. Is there a way, his point is a good one. 
we want to be aware of any unknown about issues that are there. How do we address those? How do we know about those? Yeah. Well, let me let me ask you a question, Matt. If if we execute the contract as it exists currently, and there is talk. Who's respond in the wetlands? Who's responsible for cleaning it up? That might be one of the advantages of buying an easement, not buying it too simple. That we have not bought every historical liability that goes into the property. So that was my thinking, and that's that's if the land remains, the land ownership remains with Dr. Hurt. If something nasty is found down there, you know, we can just kind of walk away and the easement stays in place and, you know, it, we can put up signs and tell people not to walk in there, but, you know, we're not responsible for doing anything about it. I don't feel super you know. comfortable with that without an attorney present, just because there's other language mm -hmm. in that contract that does make the town and the property owner both contributing to maintenance. And that could be interpreted as maintenance, right? So yeah. I, I don't I feel I don't feel super comfortable with that. Yeah, I think Laura, your point's yeah. good and it seems as though there's a few loose ends related to the issue. The of, contract. Yeah. The easement mm -hmm. contract. Yeah. But the mm -hmm. land, um, just as this as this motion is still hanging, apologies. I think there is consensus that that land would be beneficial public regardless of who owns it or who doesn't in terms of the zoning conversation. Mm -hmm. Right, because it can't be developed. Um, it does help, you know, wildlife. It does help green life. It helps the environment. Right, like there's, I, I didn't hear any public comment against that aspect of the conversation. It was more in tandem with other, and the current property owner. Laura, do you want to make a motion that goes in line with what you're thinking? Let's have uh, let's let's clarify Stewart's motion first. If Stewart has made a motion. You want to withdraw your motion? Or you want to yeah, withdraw? I'd like to withdraw my motion. Withdraw his motion, so if someone else would like to make a motion, now is the time. So we can we can make a motion to just make the that property public without doing anything with the contract, correct? Mm-hmm. Can we can. do that? Can we take somebody's land and rezone it to public if we don't own it? That's what we're doing with the upper. <laughs> but we're increasing we're we're increasing the value of it though so i don't think there would be any problem i don't think the the owner would object to that i don't know whether we can just sort of take we can rezone that to something that's public it's um this does have the effect of a small downzone yeah by by removing the industrial property rights we're making the property less valuable yep and sometimes that's upsetting. Yeah, I mean, I, I really, I support the motion conceptually, but I'm also have some concerns that we're taking away someone's property value. And that's a, I don't not comfortable, I'm not sure I'm comfortable with that precedent. Feels For, see, sorry, go ahead, Lindsay. It feels like we should negotiate the contract, table the rezoning, and then my thinking yeah i agree with that and i was just going to say procedurally um the public hearing requirement on this has been filled so if you want to take a work session to talk with jim at your next business session you can pick this up again without uh mm -hmm. having to, to yeah re-advertise and, and i think that's a good idea. So 
I'll, I'll make a, um, I don't know if this needs to be an official motion, but I'll make an emotion to table this discussion <laughs> in regard to the 14 acre portion as defined by the town's contract with the Bidding Outdoors Foundation, the parts identified by tax map 130-43 from industrial to public. How long would you like to propose to table it for, Laura? Um, at least until next month's meeting. Okay, until next meeting. So now is there a second to Laura's motion? I will second. I think I got three seconds. On I was going to say, <laughs> <laughs> I'll give it to Eddie. <laughs> Go ahead and call for the vote. There. Yes, sir. Uh, Councillor Brown. Yes. Uh, Councillor Bullock. Yes. Councillor Gritzko. Yes. Uh, Councillor Malusi. Yes. Councillor Munson. Yes. And Councillor Payne. Yes. Thank you all very much. The motion carries. Thank you for listening today. I hope this episode was informative on action to be taken by Town Council this evening. Over the next couple of months, I will be presenting a series on Scottsville zoning and the relationship between the Planning Commission and Town Council. Don't forget to check out the Scan Land Walking Tour and Workshop on their hardware property across from the Scottsville Cemetery on Thursday, July 22nd from 6.30 to 7.30 p.m. Have a great week. I will be back for Friday Forward.